It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown, Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Thanks for coming back. This is our final hour of the week. A good week here. There was a lot of news. Tom Brady announces retirement. That changed my whole week. I was going to do Tom Brady until... I couldn't do Tom Brady anymore, possibly coming to the silver and black. It wasn't the end of the world, but he was one of the options. Aaron Rodgers is one of the options. I can't tell you what the option is, if it's 50-50, if it's 30-70, whatever it is. But Aaron Rodgers is an option on ESPN, on Fox, on all these network shows. They're all talking about him. So we'll play that one out, and we'll see how long that goes. You know, These guys are at the AT&T Pebble Beach, or they're at the Pro Bowl. So there's a lot of guys out west, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes is getting ready to go to Phoenix and or Glendale. Right? You got Joe Burrow, who I'm sure is going to be at the Super Bowl doing some appearances and all that. Justin Herbert, I'm positive. I know he'll be at the Super Bowl. He's doing some radio road stuff. So it's the battle of the quarterback. And how do you get the quarterback? And the reason why the quarterback is so important in Vegas is because the claim to fame and it's fame for Josh McDaniels, six Super Bowl rings, is how he teaches, mentors, and gets quarterbacks to play great and win. He did it with Tom Brady. I guess some people don't want to give him credit for that. Tom Brady was a nobody. Six-round pick. They turned him into the greatest of all time. Yes, they were a part of that process. That was not Tom Brady. That was Tom Brady with the help of Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, other coaches along the way, players and all that. It was a team effort. And Josh McDaniels took Tim Tebow to the playoffs and won a playoff game. People tend to forget that, too. Josh McDaniels had Jimmy Garoppolo at his best in New England that helped Jimmy go from being a backup to a legitimate starter. And Josh McDaniels did a hell of a job with Mac Jones. Hell of a job with Mac Jones. It didn't work out great with Derek Carr, Jared Stidham. It works, I think, pretty good with him already. But can Josh McDaniels work with Aaron Rodgers, or does he want to work with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I have no idea if Coach McDaniels thinks that, man, this is the best quarterback of his era, four-time MVP, sure. Or if he's saying, run from him. I don't want to do, deal with the guy who's 39 and doesn't want to listen to me on every play. I don't know. But I know what the other options are, and the other op- options are very risky because it's a young quarterback via the draft. And a young quarterback via the draft, if you get Mahomes or Roethlisberger, uh, Burrow's the number one. You got to spend a lot to go up there in the draft. You got to move from seven to two. You got to move from seven to four to get your quarterback because these other teams are going to get quarterbacks in front of the Raiders. And if it's the third quarterback standing is not the one Dave Ziegler wants, they got to move on. And it could be Jared Stidham. A lot of people think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo that I talk to now. I mean, I don't want to do Jimmy Garoppolo radio right now. I don't. I don't. I'd rather do Aaron Rodgers radio than Jimmy G radio. And Jimmy G might be next after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a trending topic in Tampa. Uh, reports are Tampa is interested in Baker Mayfield. Why not? Young guy, number one pick overall, Heisman Trophy winner, already won a playoff game. Completely healthy. And got big arm talent. And if he gets with the right coach, he could be rebuilt again to be someone pretty good. 
So the quarterbacks are out there. We're talking about that. Uh, I was shocked to see the Kyrie Irving breaking news from earlier today. He's asking the Nets for a trade ahead of the trade deadline. He's a bad guy. This is what you would say. When I look at sports, I look at people. They're athletes. I don't know them. So how are they as a human being, which is more important? There's been enough reporting on Kyrie Irving. He's a bad guy. He's very inconsistent. He's a terrible teammate. He could care less about ownership of the teams he's worked for. He's rogue. And now he wants to get traded after he sat out and missed a lot of games for his vision of the COVID vaccine and what he thinks is right or wrong. The other issues with Kevin Durant, he, he doesn't want to play for the Nets anymore because he wants the Nets to reward him with a max deal. I'd like to get a max deal. I like all the deals. I got a whole bunch of different jobs. I think I know what, it, what I'm worth, what I'm not worth, what I could ask for. He doesn't deserve to ask for more. That's the root of this topic. Kyrie Irving doesn't have the right after his behavior and his ability to not be available, his inability to play. He doesn't deserve a max deal. He's not that important where an owner would say, yeah, now if he wants a max deal in Portland, yeah, go to Portland. If he wants a max deal in New Orleans, which I doubt, go to New Orleans. But he wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. He doesn't want to play with the Nets unless the Nets give him a max deal. Joe Side, the owner, is looking at him going, you wanted to get traded. You and Durant didn't even want to be here. Why would I give you? You behave poorly. You embarrass my organization, and now you want more money? This is the insanity of athletes in sports. 99% of them are great. They're great men and women. And then every once in a while, you see a knucklehead or two, and you go, did they really say that? Are they really saying this? Again, Aaron Rodgers might be here as the quarterback, so I'll tread lightly. But Aaron Rodgers every year is under contract and goes, well, I'll wait to tell him what I want to do. What? You're under contract. You're under contract. He's like, yeah, I'll wait to tell the Packers what I want to do. I know they're talking. We'll see what I want to do. It's like, okay, what else are we going to do? We got to listen to Aaron Rodgers. He's out there on an island. He's a little bit off on this topic, but he's got the power and the legacy to do it because no one has that footwork. No one can get the ball to Devontae that quickly. No one has been better with Devontae and Devontae's life at getting him the football. And if he makes Devontae happy and Devontae could lead the league in touchdowns and receiving for a year or two, who in the Raider Nation would have a problem with that? Just the people who in the Raider Nation want to fight on every topic and are going to complain and say, oh, I don't want him. I don't want him. I'd rather have a rookie. Okay, great. I got to deal with those guys. Oh, you want a rookie over Aaron Rodgers? We might have a rookie over Aaron Rodgers. We might, but today, I'd take Aaron Rodgers over the rookies. 702-365-9200 as we continue. Uh, let me get out quickly here. He's been waiting. Uh, Nash in Houston, where they have a new head coach. How are you, Nash? Terrific, man. Hey, I appreciate the uh, uh, opportunity to talk. And also, there's a tip on the Italian restaurant. I was just actually in Vegas, and I wish I would have known that. I'd love to go to a place that looks like Goodfellas on the inside. It's so. amazing. Capos. It's a legendary institution out here, and I was there last night. It was never better. If you come on out here, try it out. Hey, and I'll tell you, when I kind of in that theme, when I when I hear Ziegler talk, I do think about Michael Corleone and the Godfather, <laughs> that it's not personal, it's just business. And that's the way he's dealing with it with Derek Carr, and and it's going to be very interesting. I don't, I don't think they'll cut him. I think they'll keep him or sign him to his contract to keep him so they can trade him as an asset because uh, that's the only way they're going to be able to get something for him and with the way it's gone Derek doesn't want to stay or you know doesn't you know what's a new opportunity so 
I think they can work it out. So I think four days after the Super Bowl, he's still a Raider. While he won't play with the Raiders, I think he'll still be a Raider. And in a salary cap league, I don't know. I mean, again, if I, if you get Aaron Rodgers, you're probably not going to be able to keep a Josh Jacobs on your team, even for two or three years, because mm-hmm. you, you just can't pay everybody. And that's the, that's a tough decision. So to me, it's like when you look at a quarterback, is it Jimmy G plus a great offensive guard, or is it Derek Carr? And I'm going to take Jimmy G and a really good guard. Yeah, appreciate the call. I don't think it's going to be Derek Carr under any circumstance. And if you can get Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo could be more expensive than you think now because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have other teams competing for him. Other teams are going to want to pay Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo wants to come and play for his former coach, Josh McDaniels, for a reasonable price under market or fair market, and you can get an all-star offensive lineman to come along with that, yeah, that makes sense to me. Jimmy Garoppolo wins. He wins, but he gets injured at the end of every year. He does. He breaks down. He gets hurt. A lot of those injuries are flukish because I think he's in great shape. He trains. He works out. But if you get hit in the back or someone falls on your knee and break, you know, hurts your ankle or whatever, he didn't train to get hurt. It just happens. Garoppolo, Garoppolo is what you would definitely call what Stidham is, a bridge quarterback. But the difference is Garoppolo gives you a better chance on paper to win and win a Super Bowl if you totally nail it on defense in the draft and free agency. I, don't rem- I can't remember the last time. I, w- I know Dave Ziggler is not a big free agency guy. Just did a big deal with Devontae. But Dave's told me multiple times and on the radio in front of you that he doesn't want to have to go out and get four or five free agency a year. He wants to build this through the draft the right way. So I can't wait to see what Dave Ziggler does in his first draft on defense and what these scouts have. And what these scouts are going to try to pull off. Because they need impact guys. Okay, We don't need any DJ Haydens coming in here. Garyon Conley's coming in here. You know what I'm talking about? We need big swings and guys who can play day one. Early in the draft. We'll play some of the Dave Ziegler sound again. What Derek said after the skills challenge. And a lot more to get to here. Kyrie Irving wants to be traded. That's breaking news in the NBA. And we're going to have a great weekend here in Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Just a team that's all in on winning the Super Bowl. That to me, you know, I just want to win. You know, I've thrown for the numbers, been to the Pro Bowls, and this is fun and I'm so thankful. But that's not why I play. Uh, for me, I'm just looking at a team that, you know, has the, has the pieces. And if I was to add to anything that I could add, that hopefully we could be one of those teams to go try and do that. Thanks for coming back to Raider Nation Radio. Friday, did this week fly by? I thought I. Reminded me today of last Friday as we were gearing up for this week of coverage and what the Pro Bowl would look like, East-West Shrine game, and everything that we've been talking about leading up to contracts, quarterbacks, as we get ready for our Super Bowl coverage next week from the Phoenix Convention Center. Eight years ago today, popped up on my Facebook timeline, eight years ago today, I was interviewing Joe Montana from Phoenix at the Super Bowl, man. So we keep knocking down these radio road trips and having the opportunity here, thanks to our partners such as Remy Martin, they have a one-minute Super Bowl commercial. And there's a little Serena Williams vibe going on with that. Our proud partner, Remy Martin, team up for excellence. We're really excited to be out in Scottsdale, Glendale, Phoenix, 
and we couldn't be able to do it if we didn't have these great partners. Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. A couple of quick things I want to get to as we've been talking about the Pro Bowl, the East-West Shrine game. There were two big events last night. I went to a dinner with a couple of friends in town last night. I ran into Doug Kazarian, who does a nice job with Joe Fortenbaugh on their gambling show Daily Wager on ESPN, and he went to the game, East-West Shrine game. He bet on the game and tweeted it out. I didn't know you could bet and what the handle would be on that, and he did very well on that game. How'd you like to have the under in that game last night? It's incredible what you can gamble on. And uh, seeing Bill Belichick up there, they showed him on TV as Belichick was one of the coaches. The Atlanta Falcons, literally no scoring there. I know people like it. I don't know how many people went. I love the Shriners Hospital. We're always out at the golf tournament to see the kids. What Shriners does to raise money for their children's hospital and the work they do is incredible. Uh, Hopefully they get bigger crowds in years to come. There was a lot going on with the Pro Bowl over at the Raider facility yesterday. All the Derek Carr conversations that we've been having today. If you didn't catch the first hour, as I said, in the opening monologue, if you couldn't be happy for Derek winning the skills challenge, I don't care. I mean, Derek's a good guy. Derek went back into the building yesterday. I was in the building yesterday. I didn't get a chance to see him, but he came in there. He looked great in that skills challenge, threw a couple of nice deep balls in what was his soon-to-be former facility. He was smiling, having a good time, and a lot of the kids and the fans in attendance seemed to enjoy it. And I'll be reading more tweets coming up on that opinion of what you thought of it and I was pleasantly surprised, especially when I saw the golf long drive and some of the other things I did. And Eli and Peyton made it good. I think Eli and Peyton made it good. Ryan Clark, average job. I thought the ESPN crew that was there did a decent job. So with all of that, that was there yesterday. More reaction to what was a very busy day in Las Vegas yesterday. Over at the Raider facility for the Raiders to have that many people there. The commissioner of the NFL, along with the owner, Mark Davis, and all the Raider dignitaries who were there, on top of all the players. And the majority of those players, everyone, have never been in the Raiders facility. And from talking to a few people who were there throughout the events, the players were raving about how great the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center looked like. And if you're a football player and a pro bowler and get a chance to walk through that building and see it with Devontae and Max, Knowing Max and Devontae, I don't know Devontae, but I know Max. I hope those guys would kind of look and wink to some guys and say, hey, come here and look at this. This is where we lift weights, practice, eat, and have an opportunity to work indoor, outdoor. And I think everybody probably liked it a lot. So great job yesterday. I thought it looked really cool on television in general. I thought a lot of people had fun, and we'll continue to read some of these tweets on what's happening. Also last night, my buddy Jeff Sherman over at the Westgate uh, sent me an email on the Super Bowl props that are out. Uh, We'll stay on that. If you're betting the Super Bowl, we're going to have more information next week on that and the props that are out. And it's really cool. The props are going to be connected to other sporting events and everything that's happening there. And uh, we'll have Jeff on next week from the Super Bowl, and we'll talk about some of those issues there. I think the props are going to be a lot of fun as he ties them to other sports. As I look right now at my computer at the moving lines, which hasn't really moved much, uh, Super Bowl next Sunday, a week from this Sunday at State Farm Stadium. Uh, the line opened up, pick them. It is still Philadelphia minus one and a half, and 50 to 50 and a half is the total across the board so if you're betting the Super Bowl I don't think there's going to be much of a big line change here the total could move a little bit maybe it could go over 51 
and I think uh, the game could go off uh, Philadelphia minus two. I think the public's going to come in pretty hard on Philadelphia next week when people start really diving into this and looking at it and wondering what the game's going to look like and how it's going to play out. As I'm prepping for the Super Bowl and we're a week out and I'm looking at some of the stats, you know, these two teams are loaded and they're both loaded defensively. Kansas City this year, everybody, I didn't think Kansas City, when we looked at the preseason before this season started, I didn't think that Kansas City was going to be a team that was going to have a defense without Honey Badger and some of the players that they lost. I wasn't looking at Kansas City being a powerhouse team. What I've noticed so far in the postseason in their games is they're doing a really nice job in the defensive secondary, knocking down balls. I think their coverage has been fantastic. And obviously up front, they're getting a really good pass rush, a very good pass rush on their defense. And we know that they got a couple of stars up front, but they're linebackers who are mostly linebackers that you don't talk about. They've been great guarding other tight ends in the AFC. And remember, they tried to throw a lot of screens in that AFC championship game. There were three separate times in that game that Joe Burrow threw three balls right into the dirt in Kansas City because there was no one open as they were trying to set up screens to Joe Mixon, and he's in the news. How about that guy? He's terrible. He's a terrible guy, Joe Mixon, and I'm not even going to spend a lot of time with that. We talked about him yesterday. What a mess he is. But I went back and looked at some regular season numbers for Kansas City on the defense because I've been impressed of what they've been able to do. They're giving up 200. This is regular season stats for Kansas City. 107 yards a game rushing, which is okay. Philadelphia gave up 121. So that's a big difference there when it comes to rushing yards between Kansas City's defense. Philadelphia's defense, when it comes to passing yards, 179.8, which is fantastic. That's due to their pass rush and what they do. Kansas City gave up 220 yards passing this year. So you might ask on Raider Nation Radio, what are the Raiders' stats here? Well, the Raiders gave up 242.9, so rounded up to 243 passing yards a game and 122.8, so almost 123 yards. I just mentioned Kansas City giving up 107. So Kansas City throughout the course of the regular season had a much better rushing defense than the Raiders. Kansas City gave up 21.7 points defensively a game as the Eagles gave up 20.2. Las Vegas has a lot to improve on as the Raiders gave up 24.6. And for everybody who was critical of Patrick Graham and the defense, I was. I thought it was a really soft, middle-of-the-field defense here. When you watch the Super Bowl coming up here, I think you're going to see two defenses that do a really good job and a better job in the middle of the field. What I mean by that is their linebackers drop into coverage a little bit better and their safeties don't play as deep. Kansas City having Tyron Matthews over the years, he was a ball hawk who really came up and was able to tackle in that weak space in the middle of the field and was very good on the back end. The Raiders got to get, I think the Raiders are okay on the back end. I've said that about Trayvon Merrick, depending on what they do with him long-term. He's good on the back end. The problem with Merrick is that Merrick doesn't intercept the ball and he doesn't get his hands on the football enough. And that has to change with this team going forward. They need younger, better safeties who can catch the football and turn the football over. Kansas City can do that, and Philadelphia does that at an alarming rate. The thing that Philadelphia does, which is so fantastic, is their defensive line is so good 
that clearly the play breaks down so much quicker and those guys have been able to make plays and big plays in unbelievable games. You know, the turnover battle in the NFL is critical when it comes to giveaway and takeaways. Philadelphia, that's his regular season numbers, everybody. Philadelphia heading into the Super Bowl, a plus eight differential. They had 17 interceptions, 10 fumble takeaways for a total of 27. Uh, that's a really good number here. Let me, that's third in the league. Uh, so for Philadelphia, they're a team that's in the Super Bowl, and I'm double-checking this number again for Philly. Yeah, Philadelphia, uh, fifth overall when it came to 27 total turnovers in their favor. That would be interceptions and fumbles. Top of the list. Who, who do you think's at the top of the list? Most turnovers in the league last year. Dallas at 33 because they have great defensive backs and they turn it over a lot. They had 16 interceptions. You would think the Niners would be right up there too. They're in the top three. They had 30 along with the New England Patriots. The Patriots were second in the NFL with 30 total takeaways and that was pretty impressive on the year. Uh, We go to Kansas City and Kansas City's the type of team, they're very hot and cold. Kansas City was minus three. They had 20 takeaways this year, minus three overall with their giveaways. And for the Raiders, wow. For the Raiders, dead last. Dead last for the silver and black when it came to 13. When you look at their overall number here, which is really a problem and something that they have to prove, improve on going forward. Las Vegas Raiders in the turnover battle at the end of the season, as I look at these numbers and hit refresh, uh, fumbles, Seven, this is takeaways, interceptions, six for a total of 13. And the Raiders had a total of giveaways of 21. So that's really the problem with the Raiders as we head into the offseason when it comes to this critical stat of takeaways and giveaways when it comes to interceptions and takeaways and what the Raiders need to do in 17 games to have a differential of minus eight, six interceptions, seven fumble recoveries for 13. It's just not good enough when it comes to the takeaways and the giveaways. uh, The Raiders had a total of 21, which has got to end. And again, we talked about Derek's season this year and Jared Stidham. Those are the two quarterbacks that played 17 interceptions and four fumble giveaways. That total number was 21. So where the Raiders are in that situation, the lowest team in the NFL when it comes to that differential of giveaways was the Detroit Lions at 15. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I think we'd all agree when we look at these numbers and crunch these numbers. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts had 34, but the interceptions is a number that has to improve for the Raiders going forward. That is a massive, massive point going forward when it comes to the Raiders interceptions in the takeaway category because if that doesn't the only way that can improve is personnel do we all agree with that that can improve overall just by scheme tube and we've talked about Patrick Graham is going to want better players here but who led the NFL in interceptions the Pittsburgh Steelers with 20 San Francisco 49ers with 20 those are the only two teams in football that had more 20 or more Both teams had 20 here, and as we scroll down for the silver and black, uh, they were tied for the bottom, sixth with the New York Giants. Where did Patrick Graham come? 
from the New York Giants, their defensive coordinator. That dropped off. And for the Raiders, it was at six. I mean, you got to figure that out. You got to figure that out, and that's going to help the Raiders. And I'm pretty confident that's going to be a big turnaround number. You know, we talked about the big elephant in the room for the number of the Raiders this year with the five blown double digit leads that they had this year. Well, a lot of that had to do with the fact that they weren't able to extend offensive plays. They went three and out on a lot of those comebacks from other teams, and they didn't get turnovers, and they didn't get interceptions. And I know that Dave Ziegler is going to work on that and try to get Patrick Graham some smarter players that he can position, put them in better positions here. Maybe they come from college and they're more ball hawks. They're better in coverage overall. They're better tacklers. I didn't have that big of a problem with the Raiders tackling. They had some problems early in the season. Divine Diablo, wish he wasn't injured for most of the year. Perriman's a really good tackler. He was injured. Mad Max had an unbelievable year. Max Crosby as a tackler at the line of scrimmage and behind the line of scrimmage. And I thought Chandler Jones was impressive when it came to tackling at the line of scrimmage. He didn't get those sack numbers. But at times when he secured the edge and made tackles, he made big tackles that helped the Raiders out. But the Raiders need a vast change at the linebacker position to pick up some fumbles and a couple of cheap interceptions. I think at least two additions in the secondary, one starting cornerback and maybe one starting safety. I'm talking starters. I'm not talking depth guys. I'm talking starters. And if the Raiders are able to get two new linebackers, we know they're going to get defensive tackles. You can just add on to that deep in the draft and in free agency. And what happens when other teams cut down a player like Tillery or you get someone in there who can do a decent job at that. I'm worried about the back end of this. The Las Vegas Raiders next year have to win the takeaway battle, period. That is takeaways, giveaways, subtract a number, and make sure that the Raiders are vastly improved. If the Raiders are able to do that via free agency in this offseason, We won't be talking about the elephant in the room. The difference for the Raiders, minus eight. That has got to get cleaned up. We've seen several defensive coordinators here. Philadelphia's plus eight, and they're playing in the Super Bowl. The Niners, you just saw them in Las Vegas. They led the league at plus 13 overall. And for Las Vegas, this number must be improved on as they were minus eight. The only teams that were worse than the Raiders this year in turnover differential was New Orleans, at minus 11, surprised by that with Dennis Allen's defense, but they had a lot of interceptions and problems there. And Indianapolis, two teams that beat the Raiders, minus 11 and the Colts, minus 13 overall in differential. So some of the stats I'm looking at heading into the Super Bowl, Kansas City, minus three on the season, Philadelphia, plus eight. That's a huge difference for two teams in the Super Bowl Two best teams in their conference going in. I think that gives the Eagles the edge. I think the turnovers in the Super Bowl are going to be the difference. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to put one or two up in the air to be intercepted. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to make sure he doesn't fumble the football because he is big. He runs like a tight end who's much faster. He's got to protect the football. If he protects the football, I think he's going to run. Uh, if we look at that Super Bowl prop next week, rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. Can't wait to see it and go and dive into it coming up. I think that'll be over the number. 702-365-9200. I'll be at Warren Moon's event tonight. MC and Nat at the top of Resorts World after that 8 Cigar Lounge. So I know there's going to be a lot of fans who've been qualifying to try to get tickets for this. Hope to see you there tonight. Be a nice surprise to see some of our listeners up there at Resorts World. Proud partner of our show. 
right here on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio. You watch that game, you let your mind drift off to what it would be like to still be playing and all those thoughts come back to you and then you know, then you come up to Pebble Beach and you're like, Oh, this kind of this this part of life's pretty amazing, you know, doing things like this uh, more often. So, you know, look, it's it's gonna be a little bit more time uh, for my decision and you know, I feel confident that uh, in a couple of weeks I'll feel more strongly about one of the two decisions. Wrapping it up here on Raider Nation Radio Friday. Next Friday, we'll be ready for the Super Bowl, going into Super Bowl weekend. There is an array of Super Bowl watch parties in Vegas where we're going to recommend where we do business. We do business at Virgin Hotels. They got a brand new sports book with the owner of Virgin, Boz, who's amazing, great friend. They'll have that sports book up and running, and they'll have viewing parties, Resorts World, Another good friend of ours, Scott Sabella, who I'll see tonight, the president of Resorts World. They're going to have viewing parties there, and Doghouse is going to have a great venue. And you can go anywhere. Again, just don't get tricked in Vegas to watch the Super Bowl at a spot where you think you can go find room and sit down at a sports book or something like that. You know, we always recommend Westgate. We have Jay Cornegay and Jeff Sherman on every week. If you can get a booth at Westgate, good luck if you can. That's one of the best viewing opportunities ever especially if you're betting i live next to red rock you want to go to red rock but all these places are going to be packed on the super bowl and you got to have some juice if you don't have juice and you want to go just watch it i like to watch the super bowl at home i'll be back here because i am on the radio super bowl sunday night i'll be on this sunday night too on mad dog sports radio so i'll be driving back from phoenix scottsdale on sunday of super bowl sunday to get home and watch the Super Bowl with my wife and get ready to do some radio after being out there for a week. So we got a lot of proud partners on this show, and they'd love to have you for the Super Bowl if you're making plans. My point is make your plans this weekend for the Super Bowl if you want to watch it in public, if you're going to watch it at home. Just stock up on Modelo. Modelo, the fighting spirit of Modelo, uh, the bucket of Modelo's uh, not ready to go today. But I'll be having a few cold ones tonight at Resorts World with Warren Moon, Sharon, Shannon Sharp, and the crew that's going to be out with us there tonight. I'm in the sound business. I like to create sound. I like to talk and interview people. But then I like to play sound if I think it's good. There's two pieces of sound I want to play here that were important from this week that I didn't get a chance to get to. One was from last night and one was from a couple of days ago. First, Dave Ziegler was in Mobile, Alabama. With my teammates on Sirius XM, this was on NFL Radio when he was asked about the future of Derek Carr and potential for a trade and where we're at with Derek Carr as he's about to exit the Raiders. Derek's a phenomenal player too, and he's a phenomenal human being. And you know, we're gonna you know, obviously we have some things, some dominoes to fall, and and you know, some things that we have to look at relative to his situation and our quarterback situation going forward in 23. But um, there's not, no 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 position is as important as the quarterback position. And you you all know that, everybody knows that, and so uh, you know we're gonna be putting a lot of work, um, you know, putting a lot of work in on that front, and and kind of seeing how it all plays out here. Well, I yeah, I don't need a specific answer, but. 
have you gotten interest? If I was in this league and I saw what happened to Derek, I'd be calling you going, uh, Dave, you want to talk a little bit here? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, and I think um, here this week at the Senior Bowl, obviously everybody's here. And so, uh, you know, this this is a good time to have those conversations. But you know, there's going to be people interested in Derek Carr. There's, there's no there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, he's, he's you know, been a good football player in this league for, for quite some time. And like I said, he's a phenomenal human being. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just see where it goes. So that was Dave being what he is. Dave's great, being very honest about Derek Carr being a great human being, a really good person, interest in him, and what's going to happen. Look, we all know the clock's ticking. We all know the clock is ticking. We all know that Derek has a no-trade clause, and Derek's going to have an opportunity to pick where he wants to go. And hopefully for Derek and his wife and kids, have multiple options here coming up here. And whatever happens... Whatever happens, there's not going to be any bad blood from the Dave Ziegler side. You can tell from him. He's very genuine here. They're going in a different direction. The quarterback position is very important, and they're going to try to get it right. And the Raiders are going to have a couple of options. One of the options would be to get draft equity from Derek Carr. Might happen, might not happen. But we're getting closer for that decision to come. But last night, Derek was on NFL Network after the skills challenge. And, again, I'm in the building a lot there. And to see Derek in the building – still as a Raider, still under contract as a Raider, but knowing that he's going to be moving on, I thought it was worth hearing a few minutes of what he said to NFL Network last night. I thought it was a pretty important conversation, not news-breaking, newsworthy, but Derek Carr, just being Derek Carr. Here it is from last night on NFL Network. There will be a lot of, I think, four other Raiders teammates here with you, including your good friend Devontae Adams. What will that be like for you playing with them for the last time together. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we get to play in the Pro Bowl together is a special thing. You know, we've always been on opposite teams, you know. Um, and so this time we'll be on the same team and hopefully have some fun with it. Uh, you know, when the season started, no one thought he'd have the year he had. And, you know, no one thought that he could accomplish what he's accomplished. And, you know, we we knew we knew what we were able to do together. And so um, to be able to do that on the same team, on the same goal, we wouldn't trade it for the world, even though it didn't end how we wanted to. Wouldn't trade one second of it, you know, for anything. Uh, but we've all, since the season ended, we've already been out there playing golf and all that. We're back to just friendship. So uh, hopefully get one more touchdown with each other in this game. That'll be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. We we heard how excited Devontae was to come here and play with you. What have your conversations with him been like this last month, knowing that maybe an end? Yeah, I mean, it's been not what a friend conversation would be, you yeah. know, uh, you know, what's going on, how's it going, how are you, all that kind of stuff. And same for me, how are you? You know, how's it going? You doing good? Yeah. Uh, and, and we care more about each other than we care about what we do. Um, and so there's a love there, there's a friendship there that will be for life. Um, whether we wear the same jersey or not, uh, maybe this is the last time we wear the same jersey. Um, you know, but to do it in the Pro Bowl, uh, back in Allegiant Stadium is going to be fun for sure. But um, I won't speak for him, but it's just been, it's been a good time. I mean, we're in the NFL, man. We're going into our 10th year. Um, it's my fourth Pro Bowl. He's on his fifth or sixth Pro Bowl, whatever it is. And, um, you know, two kids just out of Fresno State and this drafted in the second round to be able to do that, it's pretty special. Very special. Yeah. Very special indeed. Um, Derek, there's been a lot said about how it ended for you in Las Vegas, how they handled it. Is there something that you would want to share about from your perspective how it all went down? I mean, I think it, I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm grateful for everyone that reached out that wanted to give me the platform to share my side, you know. Um, but uh, I just don't feel like I should, you know. Um, I'm just going to 
continue to hold my head up. I'm going to continue to, uh, to speak graciously to everybody and about everybody because um, I don't have anything bad to say. And so, um, you know, there's things that obviously, you know, the hardest part about being human is that you want to share and you want to make everything right and all that kind of stuff, but it's not going to fix anything, you know. Um, so for me, um, I'll just let it be what it is and I'll just keep loving people and give my, my next city my best. You mentioned your next city. Have you had any conversations with the team at all about trade, release, what's next for you, and how much control you'll have on picking your next team? Yeah, I mean, well, I have a no trade clause, um, you know, and there's a date that certain money's guaranteed or I'm a free agent. So uh, I can be honest, I'll just be honest about the whole thing. Like, um, you know, there has been conversations with, you know, uh, you know Dave and my, my agent and me and, um, you know, we're, we're, we'll figure that out. Um, you know, but for me, it's I'm just being patient. You know, uh, I'm going to do what's best for myself. I'm going to do what's best for my family, and don't care about what the optics are or anything like that. I can pick this or do that. I can do it. It's kind of fun to be able to do whatever you want for once. You know, yeah, um, and so uh, I'm just going to be patient and not trying to hurt anybody, not trying to get by on anything. I'm just going to do the right thing for me and my family at the end of the day. Obviously, we're not going to name names here, but is there something you would want in your next team? Something that you're looking for that's important to you? Yeah, just a team that's all in on winning the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I think that that to me, you know, I just want to win. You know, I've thrown for the numbers, been to the Pro Bowls, and this is fun, and I'm so thankful. Um, but that's not why I play. And so, uh, for me, I'm just looking at a team that you know has that has the pieces. And um, you know, if I if I was to add to anything that I could add, that hopefully we could be one of those teams to go try and do that. Um, and. Whatever team I pick, that doesn't mean it's guaranteed or anything like that. There's so much work that has to be done. Um, but that's just something I'm looking at, you know, the stability of an organization and of a coaching staff and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff matters to me. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, again, like I said, I'm going to make the best decision for my family. And what, what, what I want is to win. And uh, that's it, period. So uh, I'm going to try and make the best decision I can based on that. Absolutely. That's a great Great stance to have. I guess last one for me. We noticed you doing a lot of the drills yesterday. I couldn't help but notice how sharp you look. It looked like you were you were you had a little extra umph in it. Can you take me into your mindset going into these Pro Bowl games and maybe if there's a little extra you want to show? You know what? Um, there's just a re reignited flame in my heart um, to to compete and to win. Um, you know, since this last month, it's given me some time with my family. Um, it's given me a, a another perspective on, you know, just how, how quick this thing can go. Um, and so for me, uh, I'm, I've, I haven't stopped working. Um, I've been grinding. My buddy's been at my house at 530 with me, you know, and we're grinding and just trying to get ready um, for what's next. You know, like I said, and I mean it, I'm going to give my next city my best. And so I took a look. What can I do right now to be at my best for them, whoever they, whoever they are? Um, and so I've been, I've been throwing, I've been running, I've been, been working out, I've been, I'm getting ready for the season. I'm not necessarily getting ready for this, but it'll be fun to compete in this. And as you can tell for Derek, he's guarded at this time. He's saying the right things. Again, he can't get in front of this because the Raiders have the ability. The Raiders now are the lead in this negotiation as Derek is still a member of the Silver and Black due to his contract status for a little while here. And uh, he knows it, and he talked about his agent and Dave Ziegler and how they're going to try to figure this out. He did mention his no-trade clause, and Derek negotiated that into his deal, and that's what he wanted because he knew on this type of contract that you could get let go after a year. And there is guaranteed money after certain clauses are in there, and we all knew that. We talked about it with Vinny and everybody else there. But with that sound in general, 
you understand what the next priority here is going to be on this flagship station as the quarterback. And today when I got up, I watched Good Morning Football, and they're discussing it. And today the hot topic was Aaron Rodgers. Is it the Jets? Is it Nashville? Uh, Reports seem to think that Green Bay would like to trade Aaron Rodgers to the AFC, which makes a lot of sense for the Packers. But I don't think the AFC makes a lot of sense for the rest of these quarterbacks because it's more difficult. So this is why it's so important that we don't fight on this topic on this show. But we're spirited, and we really get into it because Jared Stidham might end up being the bridge quarterback here. I don't know. It could be Jimmy Garoppolo. The reason earlier in this week, before Tom Brady announced his retirement, I was so in and hopeful for Brady, and I'm hopeful for Aaron Rodgers because I know how great the quarterbacks are in the AFC. And that's with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who haven't won a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert hasn't won a playoff game. Okay, Justin Herbert here, as we're looking at his career trying to get to the playoffs, he's a hell of a player, and he's going to find a rhythm in his career and go back to the playoffs. It's just going to happen. Even if you don't like the Chargers, Herbert's that good, and he'll have a run of six, seven, eight, nine playoff runs, and one of them might lead to a Super Bowl. As much as Raider Nation doesn't want to hear that, or two runs. Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, for an organization that I think might have a worse owner than the Chargers, and that says a lot. Because I don't have a lot of respect for Dean Spanos with the way he ran them out of San Diego and the issues in San Diego that were completely different to what Mark Davis was dealing with in Oakland, but we can split hairs on that. But knowing and living in San Diego for eight years in the Spanos family and what they're going to have to do long-term there is they're always going to be the inferior team to the Rams. Even if they're better than the Rams, they're going to be the second team to the Rams because they play in the Rams stadium. Just like the Clippers, Steve Ballmer's building a beautiful new arena right there at the Hollywood Park site where the forum is. I don't care how nice the arena is, the Clippers are going to be second to the Lakers for the rest of time, let alone our lifetime. That's going to be a fact. Same with the Chargers. But Russell Wilson's got... Sean Payton now, and they're going to fix that. They're going to be better. Yes, they're going to be better. I, I won't predict Super Bowl. I won't even predict playoffs next year if I had to now because everybody predicted Denver. Denver doesn't have enough players. They have a very good coach. A lot of respect for Sean Payton and a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson unless he train wrecks this. I mean, unless he really train wrecks this, Russell Wilson's getting a gold jacket. So Sean Payton got paid a lot, and we'll find out that compensation to go fix it. But they're going to get better, and the Raiders have to find a quarterback in the AFC because the AFC quarterbacks are just too good, everybody. Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes. Are you kidding me? If the Raiders don't get Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo or draft a young superstar, he's got to be a superstar. The quarterback's got to be great and young and elite with an upside, maybe of not Mahomes, but the upside in the draft has to be at a level of Lamar Jackson, of Herbert, of greatness. And the Raiders are in the hunt to do that here. But the reason why we're pivoting to Aaron Rodgers in the short term is that Aaron Rodgers can fix a lot of problems. A lot of problems in the AFC West, which is the quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, and if you have the lowest-rated quarterback in the AFC West, or the quarterback with the lowest ceiling, up against Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what type of defense you build. And the Raiders are going to prioritize this defense. I don't care how great your offensive line is. If you have a pedestrian quarterback, you're not going to win. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest of all time. 
So let everybody talk about real estate and where he's going to buy a house and how great friends he is with Devontae. I'll participate in that. If there's an article in the Review Journal next week that Aaron Rodgers is here after Pebble Beach and he's with Devontae and they're playing golf week of the Super Bowl, we'll talk about it. And if Aaron Rodgers says to Pat McAfee in a couple of weeks he's going to be a Jet, we'll move on from that. Or the Raiders might make a decision before that. It's all very fluid here. But the quarterback remains the priority on this show from noon to two. Okay, let me make that clear. The quarterback position is essential to me because I started my career before Rich Gannon. And I saw Rich was, with all due respect at that time, a journeyman backup who when he started, you saw a little bit, a little bit of his upside. And a lot of credit went to Al Davis for that, to see that. And for those in the building, and when John Gruden got there, to see what Rich Gannon could become. And Rich became a really good quarterback, an MVP in the league, a two-time Pro Bowl MVP when it actually mattered the Pro Bowl. They didn't catch balloons. They didn't catch water balloons and swing and miss on golf shots for points. Rich turned out to be a hell of a player. And since then, the Raiders have struggled, and they had a nine-year season with a nine-year run with Derek Carr. It was very good. Derek was very good and is still very good. But there's a window here on Raider Nation Radio to get an elite quarterback. And if it comes outstanding, it'll be great for business and radio. If it doesn't happen, uh, the Raiders will have a plan. Maybe it'll be that bridge quarterback and trying to build not a good defense, but an elite defense behind Max Crosby and improved Chandler Jones and getting players who can have a big impact because they're going to spend a lot of money on it and maybe the entire draft on the defensive side other than an offensive lineman. It's going to be exciting. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk Raiders football all the way from Phoenix as I'm heading out there on Monday. So I'm off on Monday. I'm traveling. I'm driving out there. And I'll start on Tuesday with Raiders Roundtable. We'll be there with Q on Radio Row. And as Q is coming up, I want to make this point clear. We're very lucky to have not only a teammate and a great host on the air, but a program director who went out of his way and continues to go out of his way to get us to the Super Bowl. We don't go without Q. I I was going with serious at my nighttime show, but this is this is my job here. And we got to have Radio Row set up. We got to have a space. We got to have credentials. We got to have a lot of things going on, and Q did it all. Tremendous teammate here and a great guy to work with. He's really good. And uh, the last couple of years since he's been here, especially helping with this flagship, but getting us to the Super Bowl is something I'm very passionate about, and he is equally as passionate about. We love this Radio Row thing. We love being under the lights and working and helping our sponsors and our partners out and interviewing celebrities and athletes, and we'll do that next week. Bobby, great job, as always. And uh, anybody who's going to Resorts World tonight for the Warren Moon uh, big event, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll be around Resorts World tonight from the 66th floor all the way down to 8th Cigar Lounge afterwards. And going to have a great weekend. There's a lot happening here. If you're going to the Pro Bowl this weekend, have fun. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking about it earlier, reading some of the tweets. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. My whole philosophy is take the kids. Take the kids. Look at the ticket prices. Take the kids. You'll thank me for it. Bring the kids. Park. Go in there. Buy them some pretzels, some dogs, some sodas, whatever they want. Let them sit there and watch their idols play and teach them how to be football fans and take them into that great stadium, Allegiant Stadium. Again, thanks to everyone who put the show together this week, all of our guests, all of the breaking news from Tom Brady's retirement to what we saw with the East-West Shrine game and the Pro Bowl that kicked off at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. 
We'll see you back on Tuesday. I'm back on Sunday and Monday on Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM 82. Oh, and a new podcast with Tom Looney. Please do me a favor, everybody. We work hard on this. We do one a week. JT and Looney. JT and Looney. Wherever you download your podcast, put it in your rotation. Subscribe. It's 40, 45 minutes a week with two guys that really care about each other and have fun talking about everything, not just sports. Have a great weekend, everybody, and thanks for listening to Raider Nation Radio.